In September 2000, I'd been living in Ohio for about a year again. And there was a terrible tornado that tore Zinnia apart. It reminded me of the one back in the 70s, but not as severe. I remember at that time in my life, I was changing. It was right before I was going to do Chappelle's show and all this other stuff. And I realized in that time, usually, every profound season of my life, its preface is a natural disaster. And in that instance, it was a tornado. May 27, 2019, I'm able to like, call the shack with Yassine and Talib Kweli. Before we did the Midnight Miracles, before any of this ever happened. The Shag is like a clubhouse I have. So on the walls, they're like pictures from all throughout my life, great memories that I've made with my friends. There's a block party poster. It's just a space where I come and hang out. Yeah, it used to be an old service station, probably from like the 1950s. I left the outside untouched, and inside I put a bar and some tables and a DJ rig, and it just became like the hangout. So May 27th, 2019, I'm in the shack with Yassine and Kwali, just hanging out, talking my life, work. And then my neighbor, Patrick, comes storming in. He looks a little shook about something, and he's telling us that there's a tornado, that we got to get the fuck out of there, like now. I mean, he wasn't like panicking, but he, he was stern. I knew it was something serious. We all go outside. The sky had gotten dark ominously dark and the trees were rustling and you could just feel like a force of nature was about to be unleashed so we all went to my house which was you know pretty close by we went in my basement the power had gone out all over town but my power was still on because we had a generator put in just days before and we all sat in there there must have been 20 of us my son had his friends over they were all in my closet in the basement and me and Elaine and Yassine and Kwali and all these people were just huddled in my closet. Yassine was sitting there reading the Quran and the storm miraculously after some time passed. Now we find out later that it had come as close as just across the street from my house. And just as it got close to the house, it subsided. And in the quiet, after that tornado, I'll never forget it. Most looked at me. It's the most random thing. The first thing he said was, we should do a podcast. The very next day, in the wake of that tornado, at the shack, Black Star started recording again. While Ruckus was making this plan, Yasin and I were making our own plans to have me come out to LA to cut some songs while he was working on a movie. It felt divinely inspired. Yassine exclaimed, I already have a name. Blackstar.
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Previously on the Midnight Miracle. First sessions for what would become the Midnight Miracle. Automatic as an automatic, huh, automatic as a meditation. Quality, oh. oh. you then left and the whole shit went off the I internet. I know, I'm, I'm, that's how I'm needed. I'm indispensable. I done punched the sound man in the face errantly. <laughs> I thought it was his fault. <laughs> Yo, when are you putting this fucking album out? Soon as possible. We like moments away. Y'all want to hear it again? Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> In the fall of 1997, I headed out to California to begin to record in Black Star with Yasin Bey. 
Getting to know Yasin better during this period was not just one of the greatest things to happen to my career, but also one of the greatest things to happen to my life. I don't think I've ever met a more pure artist. Yasin is every bit as charismatic in person as he comes across on stage, on screen, or on records. His energy is infectious, and his brilliance is unmatched by most. More than any artist I've ever met, Yasin Bey knows his value. And he knew it long before the world knew who most deaf was. There was a recent interview with the owner or founder or both of Spotify. One of the pull quotes was that artists need to stop complaining about streaming compensation and they need to work harder. (laughs) I'm paraphrasing, he said that it's not enough for artists to come out with a new project every four or five years, that they now have to be in a constant engagement with the audience because that is the prevailing habit these days. I was annoyed by that assertion. As am I. I could be wrong, but I don't imagine that the owner of Spotify has ever created anything artistic. It appears that he doesn't have, like, a real understanding for what it takes to actually be an artist at all, whether you're professional or not. It takes time, it takes focus, it takes a certain level of dedication to even cultivate a natural talent that you have. It's one thing to be talented, but to, to cultivate that talent takes time, it takes courage, and it's, it's not something that's necessarily happening on this Ford Motor Company assembly line corporate robot schedule, as some people would assume. When people talk about works of art, you are not talking about inanimate objects. You're not talking about a pair of Levi's 501 jeans that have all of the rivets placed strategically because it's a dynamic, customized experience. It's not a standardized thing. And I think the problem with that type of attitude towards art as it engages technology is that because the technology is a conduit to take it to the audience, that is what needs to be the priority. You're absolutely right. What the machine is delivering is a thing that the machine cannot do independently of its own. And it's something that is distinctly human. Motherfuckers have a hundred million subscribers. The average Spotify membership is what per month? What ten dollars? Something, something like, like that. A hundred million people times ten per so month. A billion dollars a month. So it's a twelve billion dollar a year business. And it's a monopoly to a large extent for our new up-and-coming artists. If you want to get your music heard, that is the marketplace. Without Spotify, you are not even moving the dial at all. How do they get your music? They have deals with the labels that are very favorable to them. Most artists who are signed in the business are on Spotify just through their labels. But for independent artists like me, I have to decide whether or not to put my music on Spotify. And for me personally, being available in the marketplace where 95% of people who listen to music are listening to music at is worth it for me at this point. Not for every project, but I still play the game. I can recall many times being confused by Yassine's moves, only to see him eventually be proven right. 
He would often ask promoters and label owners for sums of money that I didn't think we could get. Then I'd be pleasantly surprised when they would begrudgingly say yes. He made everyone around him work on his terms, and he took care of his people handsomely when things went right. Yassin was fond of saying, you know how you thank people? You pay them. This made him more than a friend, as he was heavily involved in helping me take care of my family. This made us family. It takes me back to what Toynbee said about great art being timeless and not being bound by time. Confederate money is not money anymore, but Confederate art, simply because of the era that it comes from as a historical record, has more value than Confederate money. It's actually a currency of its own. And a lot of instances, I feel like we as artists, we as people, citizens of these different state structures, are giving away something real and almost invaluable and beyond any metric that you could put on it with fiat currency for something that is fake and transient. We're in this system and this structure at this present time, so we're negotiating it to the best of our ability. But now, with the era that we're in, I think we've reached such a critical mass that these questions that may have been asked in academic circles are now out in the public. Like, what is it that we're really doing here? Why do we put so much effort into succeeding? It's healthy to take that type of inventory, particularly when those systems are showing to have such gaps and inefficiency and that they oppress and enslave so many people. And freedom is the victory of every soul. Every soul wants to be free. People are conditioned to undo and unfair servitude, but it is not a natural state. What's at stake may not necessarily be our futures per se, as much as it is the futures of everyone after us. You don't have to fuck people over to succeed. When I first took the song to Leonard Chess, really recorded in Chess Studios, naturally I was the only writer because it came out from Missouri in a basement in my house. And when the record came out, it was Russ Fredo and Alan Freed and Chuck Berry. You know, who are these guys, you know? I knew Alan Freed, I heard him on the radio. He's a disc jockey in New York that played the record. Who is Russ Fredo? He's, he owns a stenography store, a stationery store next to who supplied Leonard with his stationery. Uh, why they were on it, it didn't matter to me, but I didn't know that that was a split of the monies. But when I got my royalties, I saw one-third. Well, anybody can easily figure out. I'm good at mathematics. I'm only getting a third of this, you know. So that was in the days of payola, when uh, when you did something for somebody, you got a cut of uh, whatever the uh, issue was. You feel your way when you don't know. Sometimes you step on rocks. Sometimes you get your head bumped. But not twice. That's a smart man. Don't let the same dog bite you twice. You talk about Pan-Africanism. We've been on that since we started. That's why we named the Alan Blackstar. Also, just talking about the roots of a problem. Okay, so just bear with me a little bit, okay? So let me break down this pact for the, uh, the continuation of colonization as proposed by the French to their former colonies. 85% of the colony's money had to be deposited in French banks under control of the French Minister of Finance and deposited and invested in the French stock market 
at return rates that may or may not be divulged to those nations. If those nations wanted to access some of their money, they had to issue first a financial report. <laughs> and if their request was accepted for their own money, they could access it as a loan at commercial rates. So they're making them borrow money from themselves to keep them in perpetual debt. Now, I just flash forward to what makes a stream, <laughs> all of that type of shit, or what you see in the record industry. These type of practices around labor and economics that are aimed to disadvantage people who are key to the process. It's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence that the attitudes and sometimes even the mathematics of those arrangements are so similar. And it's only since the presence of a certain type of personality politically on this planet Earth. The record bears to the truth of that. Just to be in awareness of that and know the way to remedy that is to unite against it because it's aimed at everyone who shares our heritage globally on Earth. Stripper analogy. That's it's the truth. This is a labor. This is a. Perfect. I don't like. I don't like the way that the labor exchanges happening around it. And why yeah. would not? What type of Frankenstein, Bugs Bunny, motherfucking math these <laughs> niggas talk about? I'm supposed to get part of a fucking penny. Who looked at a fucking penny and decided it could be broken up into parts to be needed out to the people central to the fucking labor? Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? That's All right. of this shit is a colonial hangover. All of their mathematics is similar. Pirate Bugs Bunny mathematics seems like a term that should be in an economics class. You know that Bugs Bunny episode where they is like they they counting up the thing. It's like a you know poker gangster type of thing, and they counting it up. He goes one for you, one two for me, two for you, one two three for me, three for you, one two three four for me. He say, hold on, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's that shit. No, it's fine. Silly, I'll do it again. One for you, one, two for me. Two for you, one, two, three for me. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, what do you do? I didn't even want to do this shit no more because I was like, I'm not benefiting off my own music. Everybody else benefiting off my shit, but I'm not benefiting off of it. I had to just recharge my battery and think about a whole new approach. And I said, you know what? I'm going to sell my stuff on my website at the price I feel it's worth. People was looking at me like I was crazy until it worked. You know what I liked what you said? You said it was $30. You said, come on, man, that's the price of a decent meal. You feel me? You mean to tell me my album ain't worth the bag of weed you gonna smoke to listen to it? <laughs> that's exactly what, oh my God, listen, you man. You gonna live with this album and it's gonna get you through things. You mean to tell me my music ain't worth a bag of weed? Art is the thing that people forget that they need until they need it. I mean, we create the demand. I got the music. I don't need to go through nobody. Releasing it exclusively on our website, directly to somebody, giving them a chance to support the artist. You know, Spotify's giving you nothing. And they're profiting off you, like you got the art. That's what Prince's whole thing was. He said, I made more money on my first album after I left Warner Brothers. He sold like 100 million copies of Purple Rain. And he made more money on, on that. On selling 3 million of the other ones. The, the first album I did independent with Drew Hanem, I made more money and sold more records than the album I did with Warner Brothers the year before. There's no cultural value anymore to being on a major label. It just sucks from you. It takes from you. What did Kanye say about still being a slave? Oh, yeah, I asked him, well, how are you a slave, Kanye? He said, because I'm worth $5 billion 
Why do I have to be signed with Universal? But he doesn't have to be anymore. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he just got to let go. Well, somebody call him and tell him that shit because he was really upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Yassine and I were fully invested in our Black Star partnership, from the beginning we saw it as a springboard for our other endeavors. We saw Black Star as more of a collaborative one-off than a group project. The plan was to use Black Star to whet the audience's appetites for what was to come next, Yassine's Black on Both Sides, and Reflection Eternal's train of thought. The response to Black Star, however, was so phenomenal that we have been linked to his legacies in ways we never imagined while recording it. Our fans always ask about the possibility of a second Black Star album. To that end, we've had many false starts, but we also realized that great music happens organically and we've never wanted to force it. Black Star was, and is, a vibe. Will there ever be another Black Star album? Time will tell. When Yasin and I get together, it is as brothers first. The music is secondary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. So what's the means by which, you know, in your mind, you want to put the new album out? Because the shit is done, right? I mean, I listen to a lot of stuff. Like, Yeah, 95% of Black Star is finished. It's done. I asked Kwali the question yesterday, who is the new Black Star album? For anybody that values the Black Star album, the same niggas that spent money on iPhones and Jordans and everything else that the world told them to value. You know, the people who a Black Star album would be important to, the spectrum, the scope of that audience is massive. You know what I'm saying? I don't think, you know, everybody is tech savvy and just savvy enough to sort of maneuver uncharted terrain. They you know? gotta learn, they can catch up. In order for us to cover the distance between us and the audience, we gotta get cheated. We gotta agree to get cheated. Now, I'm not suggesting that anybody in our audience, in the world for that matter, submit 
a surrender to Black Star. But meet us halfway. To me, the Black Star album is very important. No matter what, it has to come out. Regardless of how we put it out, it has to come out, right? So if we put it out on our own without DSPs, that's fine by me. If we put it out with DSPs, that's fine by me as well. But I think that it's subjective, right? It's personal. The reason why we have this conversation is because we're in a group and we have to figure out the best way to put this project out. Let me just say, I'm glad I heard the album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, fuck yeah, you fucking right. You should be privileged. That's that's Tariq Charlie, Black Thor from the roots. You fucking right. Of course, you didn't hear the things that Black Thor heard in his life. Cause you're not Black Thor. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you don't be in Black Thor rooms. It's okay. You know, like if I was a crack dealer, y'all sing. You know, I give him a few rocks for free. Some good rocks, ain't they? You know where to find me. I got more. If your audience was aware that you were engaged in this fight in any fashion, I think that the industry I'm in is insurmountably unfair, and I want to usurp it so I can get directly to you, then it puts more on them to meet you halfway. And I think that you have to find a way to establish this narrative so that the people in the market know that you're opening another market because they put their thumb on the scale in this one. I think that everything you're saying is right and exact. Just by my nature, I want to show and prove, and not for the audience, but for myself. And I want to produce, and I want to get stuff out there. So as long as we get productive, as long as we do what we say we're going to do, as long as we meet them halfway and tell them to come where we at and do the work to get there. Oh, listen, man, they could come to Luminary for a couple weeks to hear the whole thing. This options. I'm just trying to protect the art. All right, just by merit of making this argument so eloquently, perhaps this is the platform. You let your fans know from right here on the miracle. You holding that bag of golden bricks. It's heavy. You want to let it go, but you got to let them go in the right place. In the right hands, you want to get them directly to the people. The male recipient of the Artist of the Decade Award for Outstanding Artistic Contributions and Leadership during the 1990s, we call him Prince. When it's your game, you make the rules, everything comes easy. All your friends are in key positions, so when you decide you don't want to play anymore, you never leave empty-handed. Can somebody say golden parachute? <laughs> well, it's not your game. You didn't make the rules, so everything comes hard. And as long as you're signed to a contract, you're going to take a minority share of the winnings. Tonight, I would like to ask one favor of you. Imagine what we'll all be like in our own game. Peace and love for one another. I know a thing or two about making a comeback is what they call it when you go away for a long time, but it ain't a comeback, because we always do things. The last time I put a special out, I told the crowd, I said, without your eyes, that show was nothing. But remember, I said, that show was nothing. I exist whether you look at me or not. It's like Blackstar. We're about to make them look. So let's go. 
Over sensation, <laughs> sweating on a hot template. <laughs> Tiny cell panorama, <laughs> silence of the clarion call. <laughs> Waveforms and bird songs, <laughs> recognition is invitation. <laughs> Grace a gift you couldn't earn. <laughs> Makes you Thanks again, report the work. <laughs> Not for free, freedom. <laughs> How you mean, ask yourself. <laughs> Look to everything that you desire. Look at the condition that it's put you in. <laughs> Through the honest math, pass the figures. <laughs> pass the fixes, friendly neighbor. <laughs> Freshest labor, Mary's native. <laughs> Local time, all ages. Forever is a current event. Life on this side is quick, quick. Trade trick, sorcerer, insecure. Them. Frankenstein trying to get it strange. Ain't the source matter strange enough? I heard Dylan say turn it up. I heard him twice when he said it first. And that's automatic, automatic, automatic. Automatic, automatic. Everything is not for sale. Everybody plays a price. Cocaine, cracker, devil, hunky socks. Trailer park trash, can't trap house. All top, all black, anything. TNT, white supremacy, cocaine, cracker, devil, hunky talk, trailer park trash, can't trap house, starlight, all black, anything, TNT, white supremacy, TMC, 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 Mental illness. We bring the noise, you break the gentle stillness. The trap door, the city is cat cool. We with the no need for the back and forth. It's a trap, I'm sure of it. Let's get into it. The belief you're superior to the darker races. Just means you inferior and live in darker places. God's amazing, we artists, this ain't a product placement. Huh? Love is spiritual technology. I give it up to God when they clap for me. I love to give credit where the credit due. It's beautiful, it's the struggle faced by the destitute. We celebrate diversity with carnivals and festivals. White supremacy automatically going against us. Huh? Your third eye is the point of entry. Huh? Automatic like a reply. From a hipster, automatic as a point of sister. Huh? Try to conquer us with the pestilence. Huh? This is common, it's black excellence. Huh? They're rewarded for mediocrity. Huh? I ain't begging for my equality. No. I'm too big to fail. Grab the bull by the horn to wag the dog by the tail. The old Jesus in jail, the millennials is for sale. Am I dreaming of doing demons have tentacles and scales, huh? Automatic, automatic, causing static. This a trust exercise like falling backwards. Gotta trust we you guys and we gon' catch you. And that's automatic, automatic, automatic. Automatic, automatic. Everything is not for sale. Everybody. Yikes. 
Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.